The following message from Bible teacher and pastor Jim Crabb is brought to you by Imago Day Christian Fellowship in Westchester, Ohio. Thank God for our Bibles. Thank God for the Word of the Lord. We're going to share out of the Word a little while this morning and then see what the Lord wants to do. We may lay hands on sick people before it's over. We may cast the devil out of anybody that's got one that needs to get free. Any, uh, we, we may cast a, you know, I believe a Christian can't be demon-possessed. I don't even want to get into all that and why I believe that. Because, because Christ is the master of the, of the house. But I know that Christians can be very oppressed. And they can be harassed by demons and by very dark things and spirits. And so we may pray about that and ask the Lord to, to help you be free from that if you need that. Praise God. There are harassing spirits that are evil that are doing everything they can to just bring lies to you and spread and, and sow seed. You know, the Bible says one time Jesus taught this. Jesus said that the, the, among the wheat, there was also this other kind of thing that was growing. They were called tares, T-A-R-E. And the, a tear is like it, the, the real root of that word, what it means is, and this isn't a bad word, this is a, I'm saying this in the right context of not, not misusing this word, it's a, a tear that grows among the wheat. Is it's it's called a bastard wheat. In other words, it's 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 not you know. A, a Hebrew says that's why we that's why we need to be disciplined by the Lord because we don't want to be bastard children. In other words, fa- you know, children without any guidance or oversight or fathering, etc. Well, a, a tear is, a, is something that's sown into, into the same ground where that the wheat was sown in. And the wheat was the good stuff. But among the good stuff, an enemy came and sowed at night. He, while you were sleeping, he sowed, he, he sowed some tares that are, it, it kind of looks like wheat and seems like wheat and might fool you that it's wheat but it'll never be wheat. And it's, it's full of lies. It's full of falsehood. And so, and, and that's what happens when the devil comes and sows thoughts in your mind. Wicked thoughts, evil thoughts, lustful thoughts. You ever been just, you know, being living and or being on your job or wherever you are and then all of a sudden this thought shoots through your mind. Another word for that. That's a fiery dart. A fiery dirt. Dart, dart, fiery dirt. A fiery dart is, can be a wicked thought. And it's, it's the devil trying to sow seeds into your mind. And if you, the thing we got to recognize, that's why we got to recognize there's the tares. Because the tares are, you know, those things, if you give 
if you water those tares and take care of those tares, in other words, if, if those little thoughts start in your mind and you don't deal with them then, those things, and if you, you know, feed them and allow them to stay in your mind, those things will turn into action a little bit later on. And I have personally watched people. I have walked them through trying to get back from, from an action that devastated their life, but it started out with one seed of a thought in their mind. So we give God thanks today that the word of the Lord is good wheat and it's good seed in the name of Jesus. No tares in our life. No tares in our life. We're not having it. Amen? Praise God. I'm in the book of Revelation again. We got over here on Thursday night. I'm in chapter 1 this morning. And... Uh, I'm just really, I don't know, I'm, I'm really stirred about the book of Revelation. Now, I don't, I'm not, if you're looking for an end-time instructor, I'm not your guy. That's, that's not, I mean, I know bits and pieces about end times and all that kind of stuff. All I know is we're not in good times. <laughs> I know that. I don't... Without reading the book of Revelation, man, I can look around and know that we're in perilous times. We're in difficult times. The waters we sail in in this generation, are, they're, they're, they're difficult waters to navigate. And you have to have the Holy Spirit in your heart to help you. And so, but I know this. I, I, I know the revelation and the guts of revelation starts here in the first chapter. And so let's pick up reading here. There's so much, there's, there's good preaching all through this. And uh, let's begin reading if we can. In, uh, let's start at verse 17, Revelation 1, 17. And when I saw him meaning that's Jesus, the risen Jesus of the book of Revelation. There's all kinds of descriptions about Jesus there. Uh, you know, look what it says. Let's just do it. Verse 13. Look at that. In the midst of the seven candlesticks, there was one like the Son of Man. That's Jesus. That's who he was. He was clothed with a garment down to his feet and, a, and gird about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool and white as snow. I love this one. And his eyes were a flame of fire. And his feet were like fine brass that burned like they'd been burned in a furnace. And his voice was as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars. And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And his countenance was as the sun that shineth. And then when I saw him, I fell at his feet as I was dead. I want you to know if you have a real encounter with Jesus... It'll, it'll knock you off your feet. 
I'm not looking for a little, a, a, a little bit of, of a touch and rub a little oil on my head this morning and go home and say that's all I needed. I tell you the truth, I came today because I need an encounter with the living Christ. I need an encounter with the Christ. Not, not, I need, a, I need a, an encounter with the Christ, not the one that was beaten and whipped and, and went to a cross. And I'm not downplaying those things. You know I, I wouldn't do that. But I'm talking about what I need an encounter with is the one that, that what happened to him after that. The Christ that didn't stay dead, even though they beat him to an inch of death. And then they nailed him on a, on a cruel cross for common criminals and murderers and liars and adulterers and rapists and all that kind of stuff. But thank God that death couldn't hold him. Thank God that Jesus said as he was dying, it is finished. And the Bible says the veil of the temple that, that, could, that where men couldn't get into the presence of God was torn in half. I want thank God today that when I got up, the veil was that, that used to keep people out of God's holy presence, that veil is still torn today. And whosoever will can come. What would you come for today, Pastor? I came to encounter the Jesus of the Bible that where he was raised from the dead and that John saw while he was on the Isle of Patmos. Patmos was an island, and it was a, an island. It was a rocky, treeless, volcanic little island off the coast. And they, it's where the emperor would, would ship the, the worst criminals were sent out there. That's where they would do their time. And that's where they sent John, the apostle. And the Bible says, you know what he was guilty of? He was guilty of being a born-again, spirit-filled Christian. He was guilty as charged. I want to thank God. I want to believe one guy said years ago that if, if they ever charged me for being a Christian, there'd be enough evidence to convict me as guilty as charged. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I, I am. I'm guilty today. I'm guilty like John was. I'm guilty of being weak before Christ came in my heart. I, I'm guilty. You, you know, that, that, that I'm guilty as charged that I needed somebody to forgive me for my sin. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I want to believe that I'd be thrown on Patmos. I, I want to believe I wouldn't just be under house arrest. I want to be banished where they put the worst criminals. But I want the worst thing in my life to be that I've got the word of God. And I will not be silent. I, didn't, I will not give up. I, and, and, and think about John. John was out there on the island of Patmos. And he was out there because they, they, were, they were scared of him. I love the book of Acts one time. It says that, that the people of the city where the believers came, it said those that have turned the world upside down have come here also. What would you come for, preacher? I came, praise God, not just to marry a pretty girl and have some blessed children and grandchildren and have a legacy. I came to turn the world upside down. 
There's something on the inside of every believer. I believe this today. I'm telling you that I wasn't called to, to, to just stir people up a little bit and motivate people. I came to work, turn the world upside down. Amen. Be, and then when I turn it, when we turn it upside down, that means it'll be right side up. Huh? You got to have right side up thinking. So we got to turn this world upside down. We don't need you to cool off now and lose your steam and run out of gas now. We don't need you to quit giving now. It's time to turn this world upside down. And I'll tell you what I came to do this morning. I got up ready and I said, I'm going to roar back at the lying devil that's trying to, to steal the, the zeal of God out of, the, out of his church. I'm going to roar back at him today. And I challenge you to roar back with me for the glory of God. John said, he, and I love it, because John, the apostle, was out on that island he was there because of the word of God that was in him. Huh? Now here, here's what, one thing I want to say today. You know, John, he, he, John had a good opportunity to get pouty right there. Didn't he? Hmm? He had an opportunity to feel like, well, man, I'm one of the good guys. I've... I've given my life for the church, and look what happened to me. He could have said that. Because, and how do you know that, Pastor? Well, because I know, I, know that, I know that stuff that the devil tries to sow in me to get me to be pouty. Huh? I can get pouty with the best of them if I, if I listen to that thing. Can you? Who's sitting by somebody that can really get pouty if they, if they really let it go? Huh? Only one guy's got the courage to raise his hand. And Sarah raised hers a little bit. But she know if if I listen to, to stuff, reasons why I ought to be pouty. Oh, you got it so hard. Bless your heart. Uh, I don't know. You're trying hard, Pastor. You're trying to help people and this trouble and you got this and all that. I can, you know, I love Marilyn Hickey years ago said. Here's why you don't want to go to a pity party, your own pity party. Because the devil and your relatives are the only people that come to it. That's a truth, too. You, your, the devil, and your relatives are the only ones that will show up to your pity party. Huh? I, I don't know. I just got stirred up about John. He's out on this rocky, treeless island. He's out there not for doing one thing wrong, but for doing everything right. And you know, while he was out there, they, they, they condemned him to death. And they tried to kill him. Hmm? You know, you know the, do, you, do we still in this culture, do we remember the, the, the word martyr? What, you know what a martyr is? There, there's people that have given, literally their life has been taken because they, they confess Christ. And you know, you've heard the stories of some of the martyrs that, that they told them, 
the, wherever their, whoever their oppressor was, that if you, if you will just deny Christ, you, we won't kill you. We'll let you out of this. And they, I love those martyrs because they looked right back at their accusers and those that were their oppressors and said, you, you, can, you can let me live and I won't shut up or you can kill me and I still won't shut up, but I am not going to deny Christ. Can I hear amen? There, and, and you know what the Bible says? I love the martyrs because... And, and, that's, and I think about martyrs a lot of times when I get in, when, if, I, if I start slipping into a Pastor Crab pity party. I think about the martyrs. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, a lot of them were beaten, tortured, tortured alive. Huh? The, the Bible says they fed them some of those Christians, they fed them to lions for being a, for being a Christian. Hmm? John the Apostle, it says, they, they, they tried to boil him in hot oil. That's what the theological historians say. That's what happened to John. They threw him in a cauldron of hot oil. But thank God, the, thank God, they they could not kill him. They, they literally did everything they knew how and tried to kill him. Why, that's nothing brand new. The, the devils tried to, tried to get rid of Christians for a long time. How about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? The king said, I'm going to tell you right now, anybody in this kingdom that prays to, bows down to anybody except me, they will be cast alive into a fiery furnace. I want you to know today that you can't be afraid of the fiery furnace. You can't be afraid of being fed to the lions. You can't be afraid of being banished to a rocky treeless island with all the other criminals. This is why I'm telling you, you better get something in your heart today. You better wake up. You better get some soul-stirring faith and power in your heart today because the devil is coming after the church and all the believers. But the Bible says the king said he threatened Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, unless you bow, I'm going to throw you in there. And, the, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the believers, they looked back at that king and said, O oh, king, if you throw us in there, amen, we, I don't know what might happen to us. But I know this, that we are not going to do what you, you're telling us to do. We're not bowing down to you. So go ahead and heat up the furnace and, and open the door and throw me in to the fiery furnace, all three of us. And I love this story. This is why you got to be like, I'm telling you, the spirit of some of these guys, we need it on us today. Huh? Seriously. I, I'm telling you, this is not an age to play, play patty cake church. It's not an age to stay home, watch church on the internet and all that kind of stuff. You need to be with the believers. You're called of God to 
we, we are. Huh? We're called to come today. We're, we're called to be here today to encourage one another. To look over here and see the, each other that you got out of bed this morning. Look at these people. They got up. Just the fact that you're here is an encouragement to somebody. Just the fact that you've, you've fought back and, and you, you, you're going through the stuff you're going through, yet you're here. You made it. You're on fire. You're not pulling back, giving up and letting go. You're like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and John the Apostle. You're saying, praise God, you, I don't care what happens to my life. I don't care how much I, whatever I go through. I'm telling you, I'm not going to bow down to this world. I'm not going to bow down to some lukewarm, cold, cooled off, modern day Christianity. I'm going to stay on the front lines. And if, if we get thrown into the fiery furnace, then so be it. Throw us in. But listen, something happens when you start acting like that. Because they threw, they, they threw John in a pot of boiling oil. And, and he stood in that, in that oil and praised God and lived through it. You know, what are you going to do with a guy like that? And then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, because the, the king, what he wanted was he wanted like a a spiritual cleansing of his kingdom. He wanted to get rid of all those, all those fanatics. Huh? And so, and those that wouldn't bow down, because you know what, you know the dangerous part of a, somebody like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and John the Apostle? You know the dangerous part is they could reproduce. They could, they could have spiritual offspring. And other people will get what they got. I'm telling you, I, 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 such as I have give you. But I'm praying everybody in here gets the zeal that's down inside my heart today. I'm praying you get something today. And they took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and threw them and bound them and bind them up, bind their hands and feet threw them headlong into the fiery furnace. Now that's not sim some symbolic fiery furnace. I'm talking about it was a furnace. And it had fire in it. And they threw those three young men in there that just had something on the inside of them that roared back. Threw them headlong in that fiery furnace. Amen. And the Bible says... Somebody, I guess they had a way to look through into the furnace. And somebody looked into the furnace and I think the first thing they probably did was say, are they burn up yet? But somebody looked into the fiery furnace and said, uh, you're not going to believe this. Not only are they not burn up yet, they're in there dancing. That's, that's Bible. They're in there dancing. They're in a fiery furnace dancing. I don't know what kind of little Holy Ghost stuff John had going on in that pot of oil, but John was getting down in that pot of oil. I know he was, man. 
Something was going on in that. Huh? And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in a fiery furnace. And the Bible says they found the strength even in the middle of their fire. They danced. But then he looked in again. The guy that looked in, he looked in again and said, Oh my God, we only threw three of them in there, but now there's four of them in there. And it was, it was the Son of God that said, I think the Son of God said, my God, I got to get in on this myself. And I mean it, man. And the Bible says that one like the Son of Man was dancing in the middle of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's why I'm not looking to come to a dead church that's all out of gas. I'll tell you why I'm going to dance this morning. I'm going to dance with music, without a music, without this kind of I I don't care. I came to dance today because, listen, I mean, because I live in a fiery furnace. Don't you? We all do. We all are in a fiery furnace. If you're an American today in this culture, you're in a fiery furnace. They're trying to get you to bow down to stuff. Huh? You know, there, the, there's so many, there, there's, there's like legislative stuff that, that they're trying to pass and get through. You know, stuff happening in California it's, it's just the head of the pack. It's, it's, it's trying to spread all over America. Where, and, and eventually what they're trying to tell us, they're going to try to tell us, is that if you preach, if you say anything against homosexuality, they're going to arrest you for hate speech. Huh? I'm a little disappointed in my life thus far and my whole ministry because I've never been arrested. I've never been arrested for doing something so good that it made the world so mad that they sent me to jail. But I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet, neither are you done yet. In the darkest times of John's life, in the fire, as the fire heated that oil that he was standing in, that cauldron of oil, as, the, as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were down on the inside of that fiery furnace, I want to thank God they could have had a pity party. But instead of pouting about it, instead of saying, well, it's not that bad. We'll, maybe we don't have to go in that fiery furnace. Maybe we'll just like cross our fingers behind our back. And we'll bow outwardly, but we really won't meet it internally. <clears throat> That's not the kind of Christianity I'm living for. I'm living for the kind that says, if that's my punishment for bowing down to the right God, then go ahead and throw me in. 
Isn't that awesome? And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego begin to dance. I tell you today, what I came to tell you is you better have enough. You, you, you better have more fire in you that, than what you're in around you. See, you got to get on fire. You got to have the fire of God that consumes you and burns your heart. You gotta, you gotta be moved by the Holy Spirit. Wake up in the middle of the night and be praying for the lost and praying for missionaries and praying for revival, praying for your church, praying for an outpouring, praying that that people wouldn't do what 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 some people are doing now and just pulling back. Huh? There better, you hear me? There better be more fire in you than is around you. Because if there's more around you than in you, I want to tell you right now, A, you won't live through the fiery furnace, and B, I guarantee you, you'll never dance in the fiery furnace. And here's C. C is that Jesus will never be so motivated to come and get in that fiery furnace with you if you're just going to give in and die. There's got to be more fire in you than is around you. People are going through stuff today. We're going through things. But thank God we've got a fire in us that is unquenchable. You know the Bible says, New Testament, one of Paul's letters, it said, don't quench the spirit. In other words, if in other words, don't pour water on it. It indicates there's a fire. When the Spirit, you know, on the day of Pentecost, ha! On the day of Pentecost, when the Spirit of God came on them, they, they looked at each other and said, Man, there's a there's something jumping on your head like a flame of fire. Huh? You know, when you get the fire of the Holy Spirit, you know what? The devil's going to try to get his fire hose and quench you and pour water on you. That's what he's trying to do. That's why you can't hang around with people that don't have a fiery, the, the fire of God on your head, man, on their head, man. Because they'll try to quench. Good people will try to quench you. Well-meaning people will try to put your fire out. Huh? But thank God today, our, our hearts are on fire this morning. We're ablaze with the goodness and the glory of God, and we give God thanks today. And today, I just came to tell you in closing that I came to dance today. I came to dance. I, I don't know how many partners I got in this fiery furnace that I'm living in, but I know this. I know that if I stay with my heart right and more fire in me than is around me, that Jesus will come and dance with me.
I, I, since I got saved, I haven't danced alone. Huh? Because Jesus has come to dance with us today. Somebody shout glory. glory. Let's jump up on our feet. I'm looking for some folks that's got some fire on the inside of them today. I'm looking for some people that's got the move of the Holy Spirit on the inside. I didn't just preach this to, you know, so my throat will preach loud and my throat will run out of gas. I preached it because I want you to have it. And I don't care if you are on fire. All the gates of hell are trying to quench what you got. They're trying to stop you and pour water on you and stop that fire that's on the inside of you. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, just hang on one minute, Ben. Let me tell you something. I don't think I've ever done this in all my ministry. We're going to dance just to be dancing today. We're not going to dance because they got the right note in the music. We're not going to dance because of anything but the word of God and in honor of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and John, and all the martyrs through the word of God and through the New Testament. I'm looking for at least 30 people to join me right here that are willing just to dance because you're in the fire today, but you're going to dance with Jesus. Come on. Come on. Come on. Somebody get stirred up. Don't let me. Come on. If that doesn't stir you up, I don't know how to stir you up. I came to just dance today. I'm dancing because my sin is gone. I'm dancing because I'm happy. I'm dancing because I'm under the blood today. Come on. Let me see. Come on. Let me see some people that are in the fiery furnace that are dancing a little bit today. Come on. Come on. Some of you dance with the devil, but you won't dance with the Son of God. Come on. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. Don't, Don't just do it when I tell you to do it. Do it, man. Come on. Jerry Andriaco got me all stirred up the other night. He sent me a video of Marvin Winans. You know Pastor Marvin Winans, you know the Winans, the BB and CC and all that group. They they come out of the womb singing. And he was at up at Pastor Parsley's in Columbus and he he, it was his ter- time to preach and he came up there and just broke into tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. And he started just flowing with that thing. And all of a sudden he looked down and Donnie McClurkin was in the crowd. And Donnie Mc- so Donnie McClurkin came running up the stairs. Then he grabbed the microphone and he started singing it. Amen? 
And then C.C. Winans came up and she started singing. It was like, it, it tore me completely apart, man. And then, so I sent, you know, one little thing. I don't need much. Just give me, just touch me. And I went, and, and so I sent it to Aaron. Because there's, Aaron, more than me, man, she loves dancing, Holy Ghost stuff. And so I sent it to Aaron. Well, you know what she did? She watched it and then sent me, sent me one back. <laughs> sent me another one of a guy that used to be, it was our worship leader for a time. He was at World Harvest and came to us at Courts of Praise. And he's, he used to sing a song, huh? Called When I Think of His Goodness. And what he's done for me, I could dance, dance, dance all night. And then, and so when, when we'd sing that song and they did it on that video, they, everybody, I would dance, dance, dance all night. And everybody would dance. And he's, then it changed the, the next verse was, uh, I could leap, leap, leap all night. Huh? I could jump, jump, jump all night. And I, I don't know, I think my favorite one was I could spin, spin, spin all night. Huh? I could praise, praise, praise all night. And I believe today, if you've got the fire of God in you and you want something to break off your life, you got to get in on this just for one second here. Are you ready? Without any music, just hang with me. Hang with me. I want, I want to make sure these, see, because we're not, you, we don't have the worship team when you get into the, the boiling pot of oil. When, when the devil tries to kill you, it, it's not like you could say, Brother Bill, play something. You know, I really need something right now. Sometime that song better be inside you. It better be down on the inside of you. I said it better be on the inside of you. I'm telling you today, I got a song inside me. I got the goodness of God on the inside of me. And I could dance, dance, dance all night. Are you ready? Without any music, I want to have one more dance session with you. Are you ready? I know. Listen, this is not some... Uh, Dancing with the Stars Day at church. We're not going to have the judges score us. Huh? I don't care what my dance looks like. When you're in the middle of the fiery furnace, but you're not, you're, you're not burned. It's a reason to dance. And you know, I didn't say this part, but you know in that verse... Those verses, it says that the guy said, the king told the guy, he said, Turn. well, here's what's a matter. Turn the furnace seven times hotter. In other words, make it worse. Let me tell you something, man. If regular fire, whatever the temperature of fire is, if that's not going to burn you, you can turn it up seven times or 70 times, and you're not going to die. Somebody shout glory. glory. When I say three, I want some Holy Ghost dancers.
to dance with me just for a few minutes here. Come on. I want you to do it because the fire's on the inside. Are you ready? One, two, three. Let's dance for a minute. Come on. We trust you enjoyed this message. For more information about Pastor Jim Crabb and Imago Day, please visit our website at imagodeicincy.com. I-M-A-G-O-D-E-I-C-I-N-C-Y dot com.